I do. And I don't. Welcome to I Do and I Don't show podcast show. Uh, this is the show where Kat Skinner and Joel Van Vliet of uh, social media fame uh, t- take to the airwaves with not one, but not two, but three questions which are asked of anonymous listeners that are having marriage problems and sometimes problems with (laughs) sex and relationships. Well, we're here to give almost professional marriage advice with a myriad of experience. And by the way, we've been doing this, this is episode 33. So we've been doing this for 33 weeks. You know, I did the math on that. Um, (laughs) And I think, like, I have a feeling, like, when we started, the joke was, um, I'm inept, and you are, by the way, I'm here with Kat Skinner. She hasn't said a fucking word. (laughs) (laughs) I tittered. Does that count? I tittered. I guess so. Um, I, I was the one, I'm so inept, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you were the one that's like, I'm a relationship guru. Mm -hmm. I know my ish. Yeah. Um, Now I feel, well, you finish your thought. I don't want to steamroll you. I was going to say, now you feel inept. No, I'm just. (laughs) Well, yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. You were saying that, but I felt, I was going to say that, like, I feel like we, like, um, I feel like I am a professional marriage advice counselor. A professional one? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like it's become almost like a profession of mine. (laughs) I'm not a professor. Like, I wouldn't (laughs) profess to be that. But um, but certainly there's a level of professionality. Oh my god! That I've I've begun to bring to the podcast. Like the idea was that I get the fifty thousand foot view. Yeah. If we get new, have newer <laughs> listeners, <laughs> the fifty thousand foot view. I we I get back from marriage and I'd be able to go. I I don't have any experience, so I don't have any of this bitterness and this like. Mm. rage that most people in these types of relationships have it seems <laughs> so it's just like no i know how to solve your problem yeah and what we've learned is the the way to solve it is to not get into it slash make sure you're brutally honest about everything and also make sure that you have a person who does not have to grow or bend in any way shape or form yeah, to yeah, meet yeah, your yeah. needs yeah yeah exactly yeah because you don't want to have sit down and ask them for something no then it's ever not genuine no um <laughs> but Kat, you were saying that you feel like you're a real hack now? Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. What? It's true. And is that just because of your personal life? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy because like, you must know that we have ebbs and flows in our personal life. Yeah, I guess. And that like, I mean, uh, look... If you reflect, I'm sure you can think of like a number of times in your personal life when things have fallen apart and you've maybe made the wrong decision or you've yeah, uh, been a, in a bad a number situation. Of them. Right. So what happened there? Like why did you, when we started this podcast, act like the relationship guru when you'd made mistakes before? I don't know. You made a huge... <laughs> this was just another mistake. Um, well, I mean, I guess... I'm fallible like all people. Mm-hmm. I still think that I have a lot of insight and intelligence to bring to the realm of the emotional. Do you feel like maybe when you made those mistakes in the past, you learned from them and then you, I don't know if this is even, a, did you forgive yourself? Did you have to oh, forgive yeah. yourself? Oh yeah. I mean like at the end of the day, I'm super committed to my own internal work. 
Um, and I think it's always much easier to see other people's perspective rather than your own when you're in the midst of it. Right. So you're like, oh, like in this fog. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of a great snackable comedy bite. Um, <laughs> check out Instagram.com slash snackable comedy bites and look for the one about fog. But um, you're in a fog and you, you can't see the forest for the trees. I'm just mixing metaphors here. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm such a hack. I, I, why did I ever think that I was somebody that could survive in the wild? You know, like I actually know I could survive in the wild. I just don't know that yeah, I. This is metaphorical, okay? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, but absolutely, I could survive in the. You wild. could survive in the wild. Like you could be uh, bears grills. You know, bear grills. Mm-mm. You could be one of these people that goes like starts fires with a stick and another stick, rubbing them together. Probably. You're good at rubbing sticks together. And uh, you could make yourself like a, a habitat. Mm-hmm. You think you could do that? I think so. And you could wipe your ass with a leaf. I've actually done that <laughs> multiple times. Interesting, because the other episode we were talking about wiping our butts with fiddle leaf figs, and you seemed completely thrown by that idea. But what, a maple leaf is fine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously a fresh green leaf, not a brown crinkled leaf on no, the ground. That definitely would be not. horrible. No. That's just scraping it. Maple leaves are a safe bet too, because they're not really like going to make gonna you get a rash, rash or anything yeah. crazy. Yeah. Don't use uh, poison ivy. Um, I feel like maybe people are learning too much about me as well through this <laughs> podcast. I don't think that could possibly be well you're a very open person i think maybe i feel like you are learning too much about me what is just because i know you've wiped your ass with some leaves (laughs) yeah yeah, i guess maybe that's not that crazy is it i what i really wanted to do was to bring you back to earth and say that's answer a question still have to be a relationship (laughs) guru so get we got to get your confidence back it's hard to find your footing these days i think like, I'm realizing all the ways in which I have defined myself, except for being a mom, are gone. Mm. Really? Yeah. Uh, you still do your sacred pen workshops. I do. So you do guided journaling. Is that Does that not define you as a writer? Um, sort of like guider? <laughs> <laughs> a writer guider? A writing guider? Like, a journal therapist? But you... you you're still you still are is that what it is yeah it's journal therapy okay there we go title that's a title that's a new one but it's like a fledgling business the fledgling business in the covid atmosphere that's okay and we got a podcaster that's that's a a newer identity but and that podcast identity is relationship guru so we got to keep that on the list unfortunately (laughs) you know uh marriage marriage aficionado but that of course is on the wayside right now but i am still a minister like even though i'm not actively practicing i'm still a minister you still got that certificate (laughs) (laughs) and my years and years of theological training yep and uh (laughs) it's okay kids fuck as soon as you can possibly fuck um (laughs) hey i don't belong to any church that's true um church of the universe (laughs) All hail the universe, carpe diem. Um, when did you lose your virginity? You didn't wait till you were married, so what are you talking what? about? <laughs> I'm still a virgin. <laughs> the hell you are. Yeah, uh, as far as um, I can tell and, and, and my mom can tell, I, I am still a virgin. I, I don't know what you're talking about. 
I think I was probably older than most. How old were you? It must have been, I feel like it was 20, but it may have been 19, but it may have been 21, but it was probably 20. Okay. But I, I'm very bad at a timeline. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm really bad at that. Like, I don't know really how old I was. I was 18. 18? Well, there you go. But I knew everything by that point. How? Reading books. Just obsessively reading books. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I could have been a sex therapist by the time I was 18 years old, except I had never really been up close to a penis yet because I was kind of scared of them. So like when you got up close, were you like, oh, this is interesting. Okay. Yes, it is. It is quite rigid. Yeah. I I made sure that I lost my virginity with someone who was older than me, first of all, Mm. and that I knew had enough experience that if I just said like, I don't really know how to do this. Can you just show me? I wouldn't be embarrassed and they would be happy to teach me. Who was this 45-year-old? <laughs> he was not 45. 55. No, he was under the age of 30. Okay. Uh, and he was like a local musician in town. Okay. He's in a band. And uh, was, has that been your MO ever since? Older men? No. Musicians. <laughs> you, um, musicians. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like musicians, actually. I've always wanted someone to write a song about me. And and you're claiming that cats could... Cat, what I was gonna say, cat's COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cat's curveball is is a song which, to be honest, I did use <laughs> music that was already in on Apple Loops. It's fine. Um, it. Let's not talk about that. It's just gonna make me more depressed. <laughs> so um, we've devoted too much time in this episode giving me this sort of half-ass pep talk that's happening here. Yeah, sorry, I apologize for that. Uh, you're a great relationship guru, <laughs> and we are going to uh, answer these questions. We're going to really fix it for someone. Um, but did we f- finish this uh, part of the conversation? Did we get it? So you um, date music? Oh, you lost it. Oh, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, I did not know what was going on with vaginas when... I lost my virginity. I think that's the case for most people. And for a while after that. So, um, all right. (laughs) Question numero one. My girlfriend of about a year is always complaining that I don't take initiative to make plans for us to connect. The trouble is, when I do, she thinks my ideas aren't valid. For example, I love to garden, but when I invite her to spend time doing gardening work with me, she complains that she doesn't want to help me with my chores. How can I get her to see value in the things that I enjoy doing? This is girlfriend? Well, uh, easy answer. Make her ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Just well, like... I mean, you don't have aligned interests. But that's okay. Okay. You think that's okay? Because that's not going to get better. Well, maybe they have some aligned interests. Let's just say this. Your interests are not aligned. Mm-hmm. You, she's not interested in gardening. You love gardening. We, we have one example, you know. But obviously, whatever she thinks is the connecting things, maybe you're not that into it, into it, or you're not able to conceptualize them to make it happen for her. That's why she's complaining. So you guys are not in line, okay? Now you can try to get in line and have have this conversation you talk about it you try to figure this out she goes fine I will help you weed the garden 
and you'll be like, oh, and now I realize that you actually want us to watch The Bachelor together, you know, or whatever is cliche. Um, <laughs> is that a thing that women do? Watch The Bachelor? Like make their partners do that? I assume so, yeah. I feel like that's like, abusive. <laughs> like, A, I feel like people shouldn't watch that stuff. And yeah, you're torturing yourself, woman. Honestly, and B, like, why would you make anyone sit through that with you? Like, it's bad enough that you like it. Yeah, wow, like, who's this judgy person? Look at it, I'm falling apart. I can't do this anymore, No, Joel. you're right, you're right. All the things you're saying is, are true. <laughs> you're a great guru. You're fantastic. You're really nailing it. Then don't you think otherwise. Oh, God. But what Kat's saying is right. Um... <laughs> Don't watch the... No. Um, But the point is that, okay, you figured it out. You guys have had that communication. You're both kind of doing things that you're not entirely interested in to please the other person. You're spending that, quote unquote, quality time together. Yeah, okay, the activity isn't that great, but you're together, and that's great. Now, let's get married. Things are, you know, we put the Band-Aid on it. We got the Band-Aid. We wrapped it in the tensor bandage. Things are good. You know, now let's put some children in the mix. Now time is just like, you know, slipping away. We don't have as much, as many hours in the day just to like not do anything together. Now you're like, I got to get this garden. We, I got to do the, like, I only have so much time. I'm going to work. I only have so much time with, with the kids and stuff to get this garden. Could you help me with that? I never liked gardening. I never liked it. I did it for you. Okay, well, you're just sitting there watching The Bachelor. Yeah, we used to watch The Bachelor together. Now I have to watch it alone. Well, I don't have time to help you with the watch The Bachelor. And by the way, the kids need to uh, be bathed, you know? Well, I got to just catch up on The Bachelor. End it. End it now. <laughs> Save the misery. Yeah. That's a very fatalistic picture you Well, paint. it's not good. This is what happens all the time, Kat. Okay, but you didn't really consider something here. All right, what is that? Like, maybe she's never actually gardened. You're right. You know what? That solves it. Ask her if she's gardened. If she says no, just say, hey, give it a shot, babe. Yeah. Well, like, she might fall in love with it. She might completely enjoy it. I mean... It might be a very excellent way to spend time together and get out of your heads and just like do something physical with each other. Yeah, and the fact that she already sees it as a chore, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not going to help you with your chores, Uh, I wouldn't see that as a red flag either. I would just say, you don't even know what you're talking about. Chore? What? This is the most fun I've ever had. Um. You could try that. I mean, I'm not going to poo-poo that idea because you're an excellent relationship guru, Kat. Fuck you, Joel. Wow, that was like some next level. <laughs> and this is our final podcast episode. Thank no, you but so much no, You're not listening. wrong. You're, obviously, you're not wrong. It could be that she just doesn't have that experience and she might really enjoy it. And, you know, maybe it's not The Bachelor that she's asking him to watch. Maybe she just wants to like... Um, look at Instagram photos on her phone while you guys lay in the hammock together. Like, if this is the truth of this woman, definitely he should, like, go separate. Wait, are people that boring, actually? Like, Well, people are, like, sometimes don't have a lot going on uh, beyond, you know. Sex. Sex and um, social media. I mean, I love social media, but. um, Okay, like, can we talk about activities that couples can do together? Cooking together. Well, that's a good idea. So she's she's uh, these these two people need to find these. So he likes gardening. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to do. She finds it a chore. So you're right. Maybe they can connect on a totally different thing that doesn't I think, have to be anything. So like, cooking. Le- I think that people. I think partners 
when you're in relationship with someone, you have to be open to trying the things that your partner's into. Yeah, okay. You have to. Sure. Straight up. Because mm-hmm. honestly, you might find something that you didn't know. I've fished with my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. He used to take me fishing all the time. And I was like, why would anyone want to sit in a boat for hours and yeah. just like wait for a fish? Right. But I grew to love fishing. Mm. And how much fishing have you done post-relationship. None. Exactly. But in the... Exactly. <laughs> but that's okay. Because yeah. now I can survive in the wild. <laughs> See? Point proving. <laughs> um, I'm just like really pleased with myself because that's two episodes in the row that I did a really good callback. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm only doing this podcast still to prove to Joel that I am in fact funny. I don't know about that. I'm just like dying are, inside here today. I'm not saying you're today. not funny, but like you're more of a relationship guru. But I'm not even that anymore. Um, no. But hold on, this is something that uh, that you, I think you, I thought uh, I thought of because of what you said. Um, you said, "Why don't you try cooking?" And and then I thought, well, what two things are connecting? Maybe she really already loves the cooking thing. She wants you guys to make dinner together, and you go, "Oh, that's a great idea, babe." But we could do some cooking with my fresh tomatoes that I grew, mm. my fresh carrots that I grew, whatever. You know, let's do a farm, not even farm, but garden to table, yes. you know, sort of thing. So maybe you can find um, related interests yes. that can, can like overlap and you can marry them, wing wing, <laughs> and then have this horrible marriage where all the f- vegetables rot. <laughs> Just joking. You can marry them, and then uh, that that might work. So think of it that way. That's a good, That's idea. A good idea. Yeah. So we agree that you should be open to trying the things that your yeah, partner's try into, things even for if sure. you're not into them. Mm-hmm. Also, there's nothing wrong with like developing a new hobby or interest just in the course of that relationship. Sure. Because if the relationship lasts, then you've got a new hobby or interest. If it doesn't, you have like a whole new world of other things to try. But there are things that someone knows. Typically, at, at a certain age of your life, you'll you'll have experienced these things. Like, for instance, I grew up having to weed the garden. I did have to do that. I had to do all this stupid gardening. My mom liked to have big gardens, and she didn't want to be the only one that worked on the gardens or, you know. So she recruited us. There was a lot of us. Now, I... You know, and I've had people suggest, oh, Joel, these are nice things you could do around your property. I'm like, grass. All I want is grass, <laughs> not weed, cat. All I want is grass. <laughs> Nobody refers to it as grass anymore <laughs> unless they're like 70, Joel. All right, sorry. I don't know drug culture. Um, all I want is just lawn so I can mow it and be done with it. I don't want to have a lot of garden stuff to take care of. And, uh, you know, my dad's like, oh, you could put a rock garden here. I'm like, no gardens. I'm just mowing it. So I know, like, full stop. You're never going to have a garden. If someone's like, you want to garden with me? I'll be like, not really mm-hmm. at all. What do you like to do with a partner um, besides sex? Mm, mm, mm. Well, you know, I enjoy, like, um, hiking, going for a walk, um, bike ride, getting gelato, um, photography. You know, mm-hmm. if you find someone else that enjoys photography, you wander around, take pictures. You know, you're kind of doing it together. You're kind of doing it on your own at the same time. Um, you know, I think I could get into kayaking. I, I'd like to get a, ca- a couple kayaks and kayak down the river. That'd be nice. It would be. So some some little physical things like that. And then I'm a bit of a bum watching movies or that kind of thing. 
but I don't want to be with someone that really loves playing games, like board games. Okay. I'm really not that interested in it. In board games at all? Yeah, not really. Okay. Maybe if there's a group of people and they're like, hey, let's play ball and dash, I'll be like, all right. But like, if there's someone like, I love board games, I'll be like, this isn't going to be a good match. Right. I'm going to disappoint you because there's going to come a time where you're like, let's play this board game and I'll go, I feel the same way about video games. Like a lot of people are really into video gaming. Yeah, like I don't care for that. Like I've survived the pandemic by getting on board with Minecraft. So I have something to bargain with my child with. So he'll do school. Mm. But like I can do 15 minutes tops and then I'm like, I'm wasting my life right now. <laughs> I can't handle video games. And that's no disrespect to people who enjoy that sort of thing. But that is interesting. Don't date wasting me. your life. Very interesting. I, I, I relate to that idea. Um, so there you go. Don't, there's a good chance you guys should break up. <laughs> or uh, I think she does need to be a little bit more open-minded, but that means that you also have to try a couple of the things that she likes that you might not be terribly interested in. Yeah, like and that's fine planning too. planning romantic but, dates. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you know what I'm saying. Picnics. I love picnics. Go for a nice picnic. You know what I like to do? Go drive down the parkway. You can drive off the road in one of those inlet things. Mm-hmm. Throw down a blanket, put on some music, and just lay there. Yes. Or read to each other. I love reading to people. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I did read The Little Prince once to a girlfriend. You did? I don't think she really appreciated it. She probably it. didn't understand it. She totally missed it. Was and it in French? That would have been even more confusing. Yeah, I read it in French, and I don't know French, so it was like, <laughs> Le je, le, le cran, le cre, croix, excruciating. Le... Do you speak any other languages? Uh, nay, which is no in Dutch. <laughs> So what, is that a yes then? Nine. That's, no, that's no in German. So you can say no in Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's handy. That, that was yes in Dutch. <laughs> that, that could that could come in handy. We oui. wait. What? Why? <laughs> Question number two. <laughs> Why would you need to say no in Dutch? Like, I feel like that was a euphemism that I did not understand. <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. Um, okay, question number two. For as long as I can remember, I've hated my belly. Like, since I was a little girl, I've always had a round tummy and a layer of padding. I thought I wrote this before it said <laughs> when I was a little girl. Uh, now, after having a kid, I feel fixated on this. I eat a largely healthy diet, and I try to spend at least half an hour each day doing something physical. My weight is average. This hatred of my belly really affects my ability to appreciate intimacy and to not feel self-conscious. My partner rarely gives me feedback on my body, positive or otherwise. How can I get over this on my own so I can finally feel comfortable in my own skin? Hmm. This is an interesting uh, thing that I've noticed. And, and I don't know if there's a, a rule. I don't, I don't know if this is a like, hard, fast rule. I'm sure there's different people, different, different people that feel different ways. But, but, I've, but this is kind of like a theme that I've noticed in my time of, you know, listening to people and, and that kind of thing, which is that when, when women have some sort of body uh, image issue, they, like, there's no winning. Like, you, there's no, it's so hard to get past that. Like, it's so hard to, to go, oh, okay, maybe I don't love my belly but I still know that my husband finds me sexy and I still know that he uh, is turned on by me. And, you know, so they can just like 
go, well, it's something I could still work on, but I still feel sexy to a degree. Or, you know what I mean? They can get past it. It's, it seems like that's so difficult. Even if this guy was like constantly reassuring her and giving her like positive feedback. Whereas guys, and I just know this more mainly from my own perspective, but I think it's probably by and large, like true by and large, because you just see how guys' bodies are. Um, if a, like I have this like indented chest, like sunken chest, I'm pretty insecure about it. I don't really want to go outside with my shirt off. Mm -hmm. But everyone I've ever been with is like, oh, I, I like it. And I'll be like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> That's it? You don't give yep. it another thought? I don't like it, but if you like it and you're, like, you're fine with it, you still find me attractive somehow. And now I've got this like tummy. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care for that. Like I'd like this, this to be gone. And, you know, uh, girls, if they say, yeah, I don't mind it. I, I like it. It's, it's not, you know, I find you sexy. I'll be like, okay. And that's it. Yeah. If you're okay with it, you know, I don't care for it really. Uh, you know, I don't think I have the greatest torso in the world. <laughs> um, but if you're telling me that you find it attractive, okay. I will buy into I'll that. get naked with you. Sure. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. Not um, insecure at all. So how do we get that freedom as well? I think, um, I think something happens for women and I think that this is happening for you because like most women that I know, it's nice to look at perfect idealized bodies mm -hmm. in the media, right? We all enjoy looking at what is the, you know, standard, the, right. the standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. um, but I also enjoy all kinds of body types in terms of like people's ability to rock them with confidence. Right. Um, now we all have our own personal preferences, like of what we're drawn to and attracted to. Um, and it's weird because I'm bisexual, so it changes for me. Like I, with women, I, I, I have a different standard than I do. You with want men. the rock hard abs with a woman, mm -mm. but with a guy, you're like, give me a chub. No, <laughs> no, but we don't need to get into my personal preferences. Right. But I think what men do more often than women realize is, which is something that women do all the time. Like we're not looking at an actual sexual partner in a critical way in terms of their body. We're kind of seeing them in their entirety. So it's not just physical. It's sort of like the emotional connection and the chemistry and the mental connection as well, mm -hmm. which is why like if people, well, all people are flawed. If someone's not spending like hours and hours in the gym all week long or like eating perfectly, we're still totally attracted to them because it's and, more than that. And I know that like we all have flaws. Like I would say that my sunken chest is a flaw. But to just catch you up on that term flawed, I would say it's like we all have quirks. different weird shapes. Yeah, quirks. You know, we all have different shapes. And so, you know, somebody could really appreciate – I mean – we can go, we can say, you know, some, and, and by the way, you know, th this is always a dangerous road to go down because it's also like that whole thing. Women can get so in, like feminism brings this indignance of, my body isn't here for you. It's not there for your pleasure, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> and so this conversation. That's what all women sound like. <laughs> but this conversation feels like kind of uh, like, um contrary to that because it's like who who can appreciate your body blah 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 you love you babe if no one else is gonna love, blah, blah, blah. but that's yeah how realistic is that as far as like 
Um, because people do care. Yeah. They care what other women think. They care what other what men think. They feel well, like what they, they care about what their partner we thinks. We care too much, actually, about what other people think about our bodies, I think. Well, absolutely. That goes, like, physical identity is a, is this huge subject which is way too cared about in general. Yes. Like, get... But it's real. Like, we can't get around I that. guess it's still a thing. It's absolutely a thing. Um, I have noticed an amazing upswing towards, like, really intense body positivity, particularly on Instagram. Like, I'm following several accounts of women who are incredibly beautiful, uh, and they are in all kinds of shapes and sizes. And, uh, <laughs> like, I, I'm thinking of one woman in particular who's based in Guelph, and she is famous because her belly is like obviously been through multiple childbirths. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen this. Yeah. Um, I think her account's called the bird's papaya or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she's amazing. Like I remember the first time I found her account, I actually got teary because it's so rare to see yourself represented in the media period. And like I, my, my personal quirk is I have scoliosis. So my spine is actually an S shape in two different places. And most people say that they can't even tell, but I, sometimes if I let myself go too far in that space in my head, I feel like Quasimodo, which is insane to say out loud. But. By the way, that is nuts. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why that's, that's crazy because I would never imagine that. My friend Kevin uh, has scoliosis. I went to the chiropractor. They were like, oh, you see, there's a bit of a bend in your spine. You've got scoliosis. I'm like, everyone has scoliosis. Yes. Everyone has scoliosis. Why is there a name for it? It's like, you have a spine. You might as well just say you have a spine. Yes, Kat, <laughs> no, you have mine, a spine. Mine is an S. Like, if you saw my x-rays, you'd, you'd be... Like, a little bit more No, than- no, it's quite extreme. Like, it, they caught it too late to fix it, and it's not severe enough to warrant the extreme surgery that is involved in Okay, but anyway, it, but- it, it's not noticeable, and I don't <laughs> think mine, my alleged scoliosis is noticeable. I don't know. It's just, the scoliosis thing seems like it's a, a bit of a scam to me. It's a scoliosis conspiracy. Yeah, like, we all have scoliosis. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> but to go back to this, uh, this young lady who's feeling insecure, the other thing that um, I think you you end up doing like i guess this is a i don't know for me again i'll go uh, i don't like my stomach like i'll see myself naked in the mirror like for hours on end just stare at myself and <laughs> i'll be like you know i like some things that's why i'm there you know but um but like i still don't care for like this torso area and uh but yeah if someone goes it's cool that's fun, that's great and and i don't think they're focusing on it and then i kind of forget about it too. I'm not always focusing on it. And I think that when you're with someone and, you know, I'm sure I've been with someone where I'm like, okay, they have maybe some sort of uh, what you would imagine is a flaw, quote unquote. You're, you're like, that's not a focus. It's not like, oh my goodness, I can't get past these stretch marks on her ass. You know what I mean? Like I cannot, <laughs> oh, why can't I? Oh, I'm just staring at, like I'm you just, excited. You're so, you're, it's such a um, small sort of aspect of the, as you kind of describe the person that they are. Yeah. And, you know, you, maybe you're like, you know, I was with a girl who was insecure about her stretch marks. I was not bothered by them at all. Mm-hmm. They were just, I think a lot of girls have like, like some, some stretch marks because their butts grew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every, I feel, I think it's like pretty well the rule. 
Yeah, I mean, and like stretch marks can happen because you've lost weight as well. They stretch the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like there's going to be some marking. And if you're like, if you're somebody, a person of color, sometimes they're more prominent mm-hmm. because there's that darker, lighter yep. tone. Variation. Yeah. And big deal. Like, it's just life. Yeah. Like what is the, it's not the end of the world. And I don't like, I je- I'm just like, no, no, but your ass has the perfect shape. Like it ha- if it had to have stretch marks to get this perfect shape. It's, it was worth it. It was worth it. Yes. Like, and they're not, I don't even notice. I feel like it's just so common that just that's what people look thing. like. That's how skin is. So that, that was one of the things that I was thinking is a good point of focus. Like I find it really powerful to go to, not that we can do this right now, but sometime in the future we'll be able to go again to public places where people mm-hmm. are in bathing suits. Mm-hmm. And when you look around and you see other people wandering around in states of undress, you're not usually looking at them with harsh criticism. Like right. you're making observations about their bodies, but you're also noticing that they're not perfect and they're right. there. And like, it's kind of amazing that everyone's just there together in mm-hmm. their vulnerable semi-naked states. And I so, think that like I typically, this, I don't know if this is even a positive thing, but I'll be like, look for the things I like to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like y- you'll, you'll be like, oh, that, that I love the, you know, the way her butt returns, you know, on the back. <laughs> this is a little bit maybe objectification. This I don't is know the this episode is where we learn that Joel is an ass man. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but, you know, or I might be like, oh, that those that looks like amazing cleavage. Or, wow, there's a little bit of underboob there. That's beautiful. Or it's like, side oh, boob. look at... I love side boob. Side boob's wonderful. Any boob is wonderful. Um, <laughs> or like, look at that, you know... Like sometimes just a, her face is beautiful or, oh, look at that beautiful. Like you just, your your eye goes more likely to the thing that is good that you <laughs> enjoy. So basically everyone's going to objectify you everywhere. Yeah, you go. everyone's being objectified. But guess what? They're looking at the good thing. They're only looking at the good things. I know it's wrong to talk. It seems wrong to talk about looking and judging a person's body. But we all do but it. we do it. We all look at each other's bodies. We appreciate them. We notice things. Um, you know, we see other people who may be different than we are feeling utterly confident in a bikini. And meanwhile, we've spent most of our life feeling like we can't wear one. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think, I mean, it's easy to say, but I think that if you prohibit yourself from experiencing the things you want in life because you don't feel satisfied in your own skin, then that's a really sad state to be in. And I think that there's so much more to celebrate beyond the little quirks that we have, all of us, in our bodies. Absolutely. And to drive my little thing, and I'll do it as a metaphor, you know, if you're driving by a garden and there's some weeds growing in it, but there's these beautiful, like, roses... You're not looking at the weeds. You go, look at those beautiful roses. I always use the garden analogy when I'm talking to women who have a hard time because they're constantly comparing themselves to other women. Is it, do you say what I just said? No, I say, like, if you think about a garden, all of the flowers collectively are beautiful, but they're mm-hmm. all different. Mm-hmm. So, like, the iris is not comparing itself to a peony. It's just like, I'm an iris, you're a peony. Here we are. We're beautiful. Yeah. And no one's sitting there going, Eef, I would find these flowers beautiful if there weren't those three weeds there and this is another good point like nature is exquisite and it's not perfect i have this theory and i mean i could be this may not be true but 
I mean, everyone is augmenting themselves these days in one way or another. I see you looking at me. I have several tattoos. I didn't mean that. Just I meant one like, more way I, I'm going to burn in hell, right, Joe? And I don't want to be judgy, but I meant like... But you're going to... No, I meant like lip fillers. And, oh, those kinds and, of... Okay. you know, all sorts of different things like that. Yep. But uh, there's a theory that maybe we are beautiful just in our natural form. And, I, and I'm and i not 100% sure on it, but it seems like, you know, uh, oftentimes, like, you see a young person that's dyed their hair or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you look, when you had your natural hair color, you looked amazing. Like that was your natural. And there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. messing around with different hair colors and all this. Obviously everyone can do what they want. You know, I'm not judging it, but sometimes it's like, "Mm, you didn't really have to put that much effort in. You're just naturally beautiful as a naturally beautiful being. I think, I think that's been one of the pandemic gifts I've received. You're like, I am beautiful. Well, I've spent so little time giving a shit about putting on makeup. And I have not noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Joel. (laughs) I can't tell if you're good for my self-esteem or terrible. Well, you're a great guru. Go on. Mm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I would love to be able to spend some time at the hair salon again because I'm not really enjoying what's happening with my roots. But I mean, like everyone is in the same boat. And like to not be fixated on my appearance in the same way. I feel like if people don't think I'm beautiful the way I look today, then they probably really don't, period. Good point. Um, That's the other thing. You know, why do you want to create a facade? But that's not what this woman's asking. So just a a little tangent there. I think a quick answer for her is... How can she feel comfortable in her own skin? One, and she's, she's mentioning kind of, I think, the relationship with her partner... He he's I'm sure he's into you and, and appreciates um your how sexy you are, how beautiful you are, um regardless of what you think about your own body. But mm. part two, you know, um yeah, I think all the stuff we said about, you know, just self acceptance and understanding that we're not perfect. Focus on the things that you love about yourself too. Mm. Like there's probably many things that you do like. Right. And then number three is, um, you know, if you really hate it, then you can work really, really, really hard to try to change it. I guess. Like if you like, I mean, there's there is that option. Like I have this tummy as well Mm -hmm. and I have an exercise bike I never use and I'm thinking about selling it. Mm -hmm. But like I could do something to get rid of this belly. If I was motivated enough, if I like nobody would touch me because I have the, my belly, then I would be like, oh, maybe I should take up running or something. I don't even know. I don't want to do it. But like, <laughs> but also my diet's horrible. Maybe I should like stop eating what everyone tells you not to uh, but eat. But you know, like I think if you eat healthy, yeah. which she says she does, mm-hmm. and she does do some physical activity every day. Like, she's conscious. It's not just like, oh, I went up and down the stairs five times because I right. had to do the laundry. She's, like, setting aside time to exercise every day. If you're doing those things and that's how your body looks, that's how your body looks. If that's how your body looks, then, yeah, you just got to accept. Like, like you can go I to I can't extremes. do anything about this sunken chest. Right. Like, I, if I were to build up my chest and get pecs, it would only be more sunken. I legit never noticed this until today. Now that yeah, you're, you like, pointing it. Yeah. Shit. And I also don't really think it's a big deal. I'm just going to put my hand there so it looks like... I <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like you an alien <laughs> bursting through your chest. 
Uh, I'm just going to puff out the shirt <laughs> a bit so it looks like I have breasts. Here, look at my belly. There we go. Mine's, is mine bigger? Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, Kat and I are both disgusting. Um, <laughs> so you can come over and be disgusting with us. It's fine. Everyone's disgusting. The end. Um, but yeah, if that's the way your body is, you really just got to accept it. Yeah. I know it seems trite. Just accept it. But come on. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen there, there was, um, I think it, there were YouTube videos, but I think it was actually done on a, a sketch show as well. Just like, stop it. There was like a, a, a therapist who somebody was like heavily like into drugs or actually the sketch was that they constantly watched their appearance on some dance show from MTV or whatever. I guess mm-hmm. it was one of these days. They had one appearance on the show and they just kept on watching that over and over and over again. They were obsessed with it <laughs> and always wore the same outfit they wore oh my at God. that show. So they brought a therapist in to solve the problem and the therapist just said, stop it, stop it, stop watching that. Stop it. You've got to stop it. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> That's advice. It. Oh, and this man. is what, what it's like. Find yourself beautiful. Find yourself the beautiful. End. Accept yourself. I keep hitting Accept myself yourself. in the face with the microphone this time. Yeah, I mean, if that's pretty easily said. But, you know, like these people who are fit to extremes, like mm. who... Yeah, they have, suck too. Well, no, they don't suck. They but don't that's suck. like a commitment to a whole lifestyle, yeah. which is not super applicable for of most work. of us. Yeah. It is a ton of work to yeah. look the way that those people look. And you know what? They're, they're meatheads. They're, they're not... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to be judgmental. If you're not interested in spending all that time like... Ugh, but it, it is. It's like a ugh. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. It's, a lot it's not work. just exercising multiple times a day. It's also like eating in a very, very careful way. By the way, also, and um, we should go to question number three, but... Um, <laughs> should we? Another great thing is... Have more sex with your partner. Mm, sex is a great way. Sex is a great way to get fit. And also, uh, they you may be like, oh, well, this this guy has no shortage of wanting to have sex with me. That, that must feel pretty good. Maybe that's good self-esteem. Yeah, it, it might be nice to find that kind of level of acceptance without your partner's feedback. But Nope. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on to question number three then. Um, so I would like to tell everyone that we are now on Quora. Quora.com. Mm. Uh, you can look us up under I do and I don't or mm. under marriage and relationship advice. And it's just yet another platform where you can ask anonymous questions. And many, many people do. So I plucked this last question from Quora just for funsies because I thought it was an interesting okay. question. All right. I wanted to each try to take a stab at it. I'll stab this. This is from a real person somewhere in the internet universe. What reason could there be besides the obvious for finding a condom in my boyfriend's pocket. I'm pregnant and we don't use condoms. Which pocket? That's your question? That's your response to that is which pocket? Yeah, because if it's a jacket pocket that he forgot he had condoms in. Okay, from like years ago? Yeah, then I mean that explains that. Okay. So that's, that's my first thing, which would be, well... If it's his pant pocket, that might be a big problem. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, um, a uh, acquaintance of mine once had an issue with her husband um, being unfaithful, mm-hmm. and uh, she also located some condoms that they were not using. I think she had an IUD, 
or yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they they were they didn't need them, and uh, so <laughs> she goes, "Why on earth do you have these condoms?" And he's like. Uh, just so, you know, when I'm masturbating, I like to have a bit of a different feel. No yeah. one in the world <laughs> feels that. Please tell me she didn't buy that. She just said it. She just told the story. She didn't go like, she didn't qual- She didn't say like how she felt about it. She just told the story and I was like. Did you mm. scream? <laughs> like I just did? I was like, mm, I don't know about that one. That makes crazy no sense. Like, when I masturbate, who? I like to feel as little as possible. <laughs> So or as I, much of the sensations of possible. a condom. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that's what you're you're saying. That I thought you were talking speaking for yourself. No, I was pretending to um, be that guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I just want to stroke a piece of rubber on top of my penis. That's gonna feel great. I cannot even. Just in case I want to, you know, fuck some pillows. <laughs> I don't want the chafing to happen. So. So yeah, which pockets? A great question. But if it is pants pocket, there is no other reasonable explanation. Yeah, is that's there? not a that's not a good. The good thing this isn't a long uh, <laughs> long answer because this has been a long episode. Yeah, he's uh, and I still have a curveball for you. Oh, which is good because the last episode was a little short. So okay, but uh, yeah, there he's not being particularly faithful. But the nice thing is, is he is using protection. So. <laughs> That is nice. Instead of having unprotected sex with a stranger. I mean, it's not an empty condom wrapper, so we don't even know that, do we? <laughs> He's got it just in case. In case. But yeah, you seem nice. Oh God. Um. Yeah. That's that's it. You know, that won't be. What did he say? I. W- there was no response. That was it. Guys that- are so sloppy. You know, like if your wife does your laundry. <laughs> Or your pregnant girlfriend. Or your pregnant girlfriend is doing your laundry. Don't leave the condoms in the pants, guys. Come on. Wow. Do, do you have any? <laughs> Why did you ask this question? There's barely, there's nothing to do with it. Well, I thought, you know, if we needed a short question <laughs> for an episode, it'd be a good one to throw in there. And it worked. Also, I just think, like, finding condoms probably the least of these person's concerns my boyfriend, I'm pregnant. We don't use condoms. I find a condom in my boyfriend's. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just like. <laughs> this baby is the big concern. <laughs> yeah. The, this poor child coming into this life with these people who are clearly. What, what, what's going to happen? Like, and, and this is one of these things where, you know, she is pregnant and she finds that this guy is now sleeping with other people or at least prepared to. Mm-hmm. If the uh, if it if the opportunity arises, so what does she do? Like why, this is why I chose this question because it reminded me of that Hemingway short story that's like one sentence long. Of course, Hemingway. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yes, the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. What is this one verse, one sentence poem, or <laughs> what? What was this story? Short story. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know. The lo- one sentence. Yeah. It's Can a, it's memorize a, one sentence. <laughs> for sale, baby carriage never oh, used. Oh, yeah. yeah. To that effect. So, That's yeah, not yeah, exactly yeah, what it was, yeah, yeah. but it's like that. It's like the short, short, super short story. Yeah. But that was it. This whole question was like a microcosm of these people's lives. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so would you say uh, to her the question she hasn't asked, which is they should... How pregnant are you <laughs> is my first <gasps> question. <laughs> oh, that's going to come up with all kinds of information for... <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting all the buttons yeah. here. Um, <laughs> Joel's like actually writhing. Great question, great question. Um, <laughs> but the question that I would ask is, should she break up with this guy, carry the baby to term, have the baby... Um, and either, and probably keep the baby or put it up for adoption, but probably just keep the baby and raise it herself. Like, should this be the end of the relationship? Because a lot of girls are going to try to find ways to forgive this so they can stay with the baby daddy. Am I wrong? I probably would be that girl. You would be like, can we make this work? Yeah. Why did you feel like you needed to? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean... But that, I mean, but obviously the, that's a natural impulse. impulse. Yeah, and that's you're not, super like, vulnerable, <laughs> for sure. You're like, okay, okay, what what now? I've got this guy, maybe there's a reasonable solution. I can try to make this work because mm-hmm. I, I, this baby needs a daddy. Yep. And what is, like, what do you really, what should you really do? Well, I don't know. I mean, run you can run for the hills. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I never have had personally great experience with a reformed cheater. It's not a thing that I have witnessed in my life. Will there ever come a time where the, a person is going to go, you know what? You're right. I will not do that ever again. I mean, I've heard stories about that sort of thing happening. But I've not li- ever lived it. So rebuilding trust is a really, really, really hard thing to do. Yeah. You wrote an article about it. Um, <laughs> check out I Do and I Don't Show. Uh, actually, you, you have, we have, we'll have to point that. I Do mm-hmm. and I Don't dot show um, where we've posted blogs about... <laughs> um, We've posted one blog as of the recording of this episode, <laughs> um, which kind of are some of the questions uh, written out or, or sometimes cat uh, adds to them or, or uh, makes them a little bit easier to read or, or digest. Check it out. You may enjoy it. You may learn something. But um, yeah, bummer. So do you have a... Uh, <laughs> Do we answer? Do, do yes, we finish we, that. Thought? We finish that, um, and I do have a curveball for you. Uh-oh, here is Cat's curveball. Oh, you want to know? You want to know it all? It's Cat's curveball. Okay, so this was a uh, something that went viral on the internets. Uh, and this woman had been with her husband for five years, and they were married for two of those years. Oh, I read this. This is the story about the uh, guy who had sort of, I want to say, lamp, gaslit her the whole relationship. Uh, no. this okay. is, I mean, maybe. But in this particular story, this woman, uh, they don't have any kids. They'd spent the whole spring renovating the new house that they bought, and she's been under a lot of work stress. She's gained weight. She's been working hard at the gym to get rid of the weight. And I think all of that preamble was to justify why she's been kind of lax in their sex department. But instead of like talking to her about this, like a grown ass adult, 
And I'm presuming that he hasn't because the, the outrage was so huge against what he actually did do. Just before going on a business trip, this guy emailed her and sent her a spreadsheet where he'd logged every time he tried to have sex with her, the date, the time, how she rejected him. And it was just like a log of two months worth of her and him trying to navigate having sex or not. So everyone freaked out on this guy? Yeah. So he sent this to her and then went off on a business trip. What was the reason why everyone was freaking out? Well, I wanted to ask you, first of all, how you felt about that approach. Well, I guess um, it is aggressively passive-aggressive. It is as <laughs> aggressively passive-aggressive as they come, I think. But if you... Okay, so we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if this ever happened in reverse a woman wouldn't have to keep a spreadsheet because she'd have it in her mind. Mm -hmm. Women remember everything all the time. <laughs> so they, she would be able to go, well, actually, you know, and say the spreadsheet. <laughs> she would know exactly everything that happened. And guess what? She would. There's no world in which a woman's going, I'll just leave that out of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would help my argument, but I just won't mention that one. Um, so the reverse will, would happen in many different ways, you know, many different contexts. So what is so wrong with a guy because he doesn't know how to remember things, keeping track of somebody rejecting important things that like, that they're, that, that he wants to do with them? Uh, he wasn't keeping a log of anything else beyond their sex life. So? <laughs> so so let's let's just imagine he was keeping a log of the amount of times that he asked her to make dinner and she said no she had excuses and so he had to make dinner better or worse I think the keeping a log part is a bit strange keeping a log yeah like okay. why not just say hey He's listen probably a real nerd anyway we need on. to talk about this because it's happening really frequently mm -hmm. I feel disconnected from you you know like there are many other ways to approach but this. But there, there's also, uh, yes, sure. But we also don't know the vast history of their relationship. The so, five-year relationship. Yeah. So we don't know, so maybe not that vast, but we don't know if... <laughs> I heard it, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> that was not aggressively passive-aggressive. <laughs> mm, five years, yes, vast. Mm. Um <laughs> Um, but, you know, we don't know if, you know, after year one, if already there was a drop off that he had felt and that there wasn't a conversation and that those things, you know, we don't, we don't know all those things. Mm -hmm. And also she's making excuses. These are reasons why I didn't feel like sleeping with this person anymore because I didn't feel good about myself, et cetera. So she, she's recognizing that th this is true, that this happened and, making excuses for it that's interesting um so <laughs> i don't know i don't want to quit i don't want to jump to judgment because this guy kept a spreadsheet because i feel like that's not step one yeah it does seem a little bit last resort doesn't yeah, it? yeah if it's if it was step one that's crazy okay this guy is probably a computer scientist <laughs> You know, and he probably has probably has a computer program written where he just has to like text something to something and it logs it. You know, he 
probably created a system and probably took him five minutes, you know, but it's still kind of like, oh, that's crazy. Why didn't you have a talk? Maybe he's socially inept. He doesn't know how to have a conversation with her. Like we, we assume that this is like some sort of like powerful man who uh, could have just sat down and had this conversation. This guy, you know, because we just imagine the monster man, you know. Who's like, and now I'm leaving on a business trip. No, he's probably a nerd. <laughs> doesn't know how to talk to anyone, you know. And, and maybe he even did try to have the conversation. Or he's initiated so many times that it's worth having a spreadsheet. That's a lot of times. Like, that's a lot. Like, one, one of the comments that I really enjoyed was um, her reason for not having sex on one particular night was that she was too sore from the night before. So people who were commenting on it were like, they're having sex that's good enough that she's sore from it the next day and he's still complaining. No, she's not getting wet when they have sex. <laughs> Is the problem. She's not even being, she's not even lubricating. <laughs> uh, okay, so you don't think it's a terrible also, thing. Also, that could have been a lie. Um, did they, she published the spreadsheet? Yeah, with um, all of the reasons. Unbelievable. Yeah, she put it out to the internet. Wow, that's pretty brave. How long? But that's how, also passive aggressive, isn't it? Wow, like, this is what my husband are, did to me. These people are nightmares. How long was this spreadsheet? It was like a couple months worth of dates. Yeah, so like, what, like a hundred? Mm. Oh my goodness. Um, that's horrible. <laughs> I feel bad for him. You feel bad for him, and and I don't assume. I feel that, bad for both of them. Sure, it's it's a bad situation, but I don't assume the worst with him. But what was your uh, attitude? When, Doesn't matter. It's my, your curveball. It's curveball. So uh, yeah, I guess I answered that curveball. But boy, that's sad. If he didn't, if he didn't ask the questions ahead of time, like if he didn't talk to her, he should have spoken to her. Mm-hmm. We don't know who this guy is. If he's a powerful businessman who has who who just is just like, oh, my wife isn't sleeping with me anymore. All right, I'll create a spreadsheet and uh, send it to her right before I go on a business trip. Which is also that's we that shows that this person is so non-confrontational. They're afraid to give <laughs> the this retaliation. person. Yeah, so they're like, I'll just send this before I go on the business trip, so she has time to think about it, so we don't have to talk about it right away because she's gonna freak out and she's gonna bite my head off. So. There, there are huge problems there that go beyond a spreadsheet. <laughs> I would say that that is absolutely a fair assessment. Yeah. The spreadsheet was a smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. Uh, I do and I show, don't show. At gmail.com, Instagram and Facebook, I do and I don't show. And send us your anonymous questions. Uh, we want to help. We want to be there for you. We love you. You're all we care about. Well, I wouldn't go that far. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, stay tuned next Monday, another uh, podcast episode. And before we go, I just wanted to say um, it's summer, so don't do any of the vacuuming. Don't bother with the dishes. Just get outside and enjoy your life. <laughs>